0: We've been talking about devotion and devotion means a couple of things. And I, you know, for those of you sitting in the room, if you've been saved a long time or you've been around church a long time, you become churchy. You know what I mean by churchy? You just get to be churchy, you know church, church. And we act it out. We can we can fake it out. You know what I'm saying? We've got the jargon and we can say the speeches and sing the songs. But God doesn't look on the outside. God looks on the inside. You might can fake me out. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm really too close to God for you to fake me out. You know, I know sometimes I walk down the row and God doesn't tell me all the details, but I know know the situations. I can walk down the road and people will bow their head. I know why you're bowing your head. (laughs) They get nervous when I walk down the row. I can walk in a restaurant and if there's a bunch of mess in there, it'll leave when I come in. I'm just telling you the truth. That's where I live with God. I don't this isn't a game with me, it's not like a thing, but I know God has mercy and grace. He has mercy. He has mercy for us. It's not a judgmental kind of thing, it's a knowledge kind of thing. When you live spiritual, you can the Bible says we can identify that stuff. You have a sensing of the spirit, you can tell. And what I sense in the church is I sense that a lot of us have become religious about God, and we're, we, are, we are not obeying God. Now, to be close to God requires obedience. Amen. It requires us to obey him. Right. If you love me, he said, you'll follow my commandments. We ought to know them, Amen. and we ought to follow them. The Amen. first thing requested of man in the garden was a discipline of obedience. Amen. Will you obey me? I said, don't eat that tree. They could have done anything that they were, I mean, it looks like of all they could have done, the dominion they had. And the one thing he said is, I need you to obey me. If you think that changed today, you've missed it. Today it requires just as much obedience to God as it did then. To obey him is to, is to, is to love him. And you know, I mean, if you've been saved and you've asked Jesus to come into your heart, on the day you did it, there was a, there was a leading from the Holy Spirit, a guiding from him. Because no man comes to the Father lest the Spirit draws him. And when you responded to God and you said, yeah, I'm, I want Jesus in my life. I'm going to confess him with my life, with my mouth, and I'm going to believe him in my heart. And you made the confession There was a light that came on on the inside of you that no other light has ever come on like that before. An illumination that you've never had before. And the greatest days of your life, whoever you are, will be the days that you serve Jesus with your whole heart. That's the facts. If I went through and asked you how you feel today, say you you decided not to follow him with all your heart and not to live for him with all your heart, and you've fallen back into sins or whatever, I could come to you and say, what were the greatest days in your life? And you'd say, when I was serving God with all my heart. Because there's something to serving God that makes a difference in a human being's life. He wants to bless you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. He wants you blessed coming in. He wants you blessed going out. He wants you to be the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. That's where he wants you to live. And he wants you to live in that dominion that, that, that only he can give you because nothing can give you peace like Jesus can give you peace. On the worst days when I sat at the bedside of my father and my mother as they were transitioning and leaving this planet, going to heaven, when they breathed their last breath, I needed Jesus because nothing else could could help me like Jesus could help me. Has anybody been there when you just had grief and only God could heal the grief? Because we don't grieve as those who have no hope. Somebody ought to say amen. Thank God for Jesus. On the uh, in a car accident on a, on a day like that, and, and watching how the end of that could turn out, how God could solve all the problems and heal all the situations and keep the family safe and protected, Amy and I were driving through the through the, the, the uh, going towards five points up here. We came through that road where all the all the uh, 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 flags are, and as we come over that hill, there was a big, huge truck, a big U haul that was uh, carrying all kinds of equipment, fully loaded was coming he didn't stop he was probably doing you know 50 miles an hour he was standing on the brakes when we were sitting there and he hit the front of our car took off the front of our van and and I had my kids in the car and my wife and me and that thing just demolished it was totaled and I got out of that car not one of my kids was scratched hurt wounded not my wife sitting on the driver's side I bumped my knee but God took care of that When I got out, the police officer says to me, says, you know, I'm sorry for this tragic situation that happened to you. And he gave me some speech. And I said, let me tell you something. This is the best day of my life. He looked at me like I was crazy. Because if Jesus could keep me through that, if he could watch over me, he could protect my family. Nobody went to the hospital. There wasn't any blood in the car. When you get hit by a big old truck going 50 miles an hour, trust me, something should have happened. But great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. There aren't days in the world that, that, how do you explain those moments? How do you deal with those situations? For the Lord is good and His mercy. Does anybody in here know a God that is good? I'm not getting enough shouting some of y'all been through some stuff some of y'all been through some some relationship stuff and you and you thought how in the world can I make it when it's this bad and God carries you all the way through the mess and kept you when you should have went crazy and you didn't go crazy when it shouldn't have worked out but it worked out God took care of you he was somebody ought to shout hallelujah Somebody ought to understand that God was good yesterday, and he's good today, and he's going to be good tomorrow. Somebody ought to know that he was faithful yesterday, he's faithful today, and he's going to be faithful tomorrow. And the best days of your life are the days that you know Jesus. Mm-hmm, good. Hallelujah. Y'all remember that commercial where they had the Campbell soup and the guy would say, "Mmm, mm, good. That's Jesus, man. That's Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, you need to know him. You need to know him. But devotion to God is being devoted to something that you are loyal to by giving it your time. Your affections and your resources. Devotion means it implies an ardent affection for him, a yielding of the heart to him with reverence, faith, piety in every act, particularly in prayer and meditation. And the secret to devotion is loving much. On that first day you got saved, there was a light. But over the years, we let the light dim and we find ways to... Let things in. But See, devotion says, I'm going to start putting some things out instead of letting some things in. I pray that over this time that we've been talking about, that some of you have said, I've let things into my life and I act in a certain way. And I want to get rid of those things and act a different way. The Bible says you'll love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your might. It says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the rest of the stuff will be added to you. I say that because when I think about us, we'll add all kinds of things to us not knowing God wants to add them to us. He just wants us to be first or him to be first in our life. Doesn't matter what my wife does. I want you to know right now, if my wife decided never to go to church again, it's not going to stop me. I'm going. If my wife decided she'll never tithe another dollar, it doesn't matter. I'm going to tithe because the Lord said to tithe. I'm not going to change my attitude. I'm not all of a sudden become, uh, you know, I mean, she plays around me. I'm not going to play around on her because I love God more than I love her. No, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. I love my kids. I love Stephen, Brian, and Emily. I love my kids, man. I love them. But I love God more. I love God more. Right now, I'm telling you, I love God more. And that's what God wants from us. He wants a people that said the Lord is first. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Why not put Him at the top of the list? Why not let Him be the, the most important? Why can't you get in the car and before you start the car to go to your job, why don't you stop and pray a minute? Amen. Lord, I thank You that the angels of God watch over my car because I know You're my source. You're my help. You're my way. You're my Before you put your kids on the bus... Why can't you stop and take them aside and say, wait a minute, let me pray over you before you go. Father, I pray the anointing on them. I thank God for favor over the top of their life. Lord, I thank you that when they walk out and they go to this school, that you rise them up, that you show them all, that you put your mark on them. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. See, he wants to be first. He wants to be first. He doesn't want everything first. He's not trying to take all your money. He's not trying to take all your time. He doesn't want to take all your joy. He wants to give you joy. He wants to give you money. He wants to pour time into you. He wants to increase you. And he said, if you'll just follow me, I'll give you the stuff. Come on, somebody. And we've let everything else come in. And we put all these other things in the way instead of being devoted to God. And I think today is a day to say to this church... It's time if you let stuff in, if you've allowed stuff into your life. See, I've also found this out. God deals with us and works with us and does all he can to help us. You with me? Until one day the thing you're doing will stop what he's trying to do. There are moments in people's lives when they have abandoned God and rejected God, when God dealt with them and continued to deal with them, and they continue to refuse, that God takes his hand off and says, Okay, you can have what you wanted. Those are not good days. I've sat by bedsides, I've sat by roadsides, I've picked people up out of crack houses. That I watched God deal with them for years. Then one day he said, okay. See, God gives us a choice. You have a choice today. Some of you have heard, you've been in church. I don't know, some of us haven't even heard preaching. And I'm not saying they didn't preach. I'm saying you didn't hear. You were only there because it was dinner with the family afterwards at Ryan's. I'm only here because it's family. Mama wanted me to come. No, God wanted you to come, and God wanted to speak to you. And the most important thing we'll do today is turn towards God, not away from God. Today, you're sitting in this room. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, whether you're singing the choir, playing the band, working the nurseries, working these media suites, wherever you are, you're an usher, a greeter, whatever you are, God wants to be First. I know you can push the buttons. I know you can move the camera. I know you can hit the keys. I know you can sing the songs. I know you can pluck the strings and bang on the drums. I know, i got seen it, i heard it. David was sought after by God. Let me tell you why. If I read it to you from Samuel where the prophet went, Samuel went to go pick out the king. And Jesse brought all of his sons in front of him. And one by one, He would walk by and say, "Nope, not Eliab. nope. And he'd just go through all of them until he got to the end. He says, "Do do you have anybody else? All of them were prepared. All of them had skills. All of them had abilities. Some of them, all of them were older. All of them had worked the farm. All of them had, do you understand? And yet those kids were rejected by God as the king. And he said, do you have anybody else? I mean, this can't be it. And there was one kid, one, and he was out in the woods taking care of the sheep and the goats and the cattle. He said, bring him to me. So they went and got this little kid. And they brought him up in front of him and and he, he said, this is the one. This is him. And what we see is, is that David was a worshiper of God. It was, see, the Bible says the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Now, I read that the other night, and I, I was at verse 24, and I said, go to the next verse. They went to 25, and then I'm, like, confused. Was anybody here Wednesday night when I was just standing there looking dumb? <laughs> I was. I was just like, what in the world? Because I, I know the scripture, and so I'm thinking, what did I do wrong? Well, I went to 25. What I meant to do was start at 23, Verse 23 says, the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth for the Father seeketh after them. You see, folks, God wants to be more to you. He wants to illuminate you. He wants to help you. He wants to provide for you. I I don't know. See, one of the things I've always wondered when I watch people is they get to a place where they think they've had enough of God. I can't. I can't even understand that. Because at at whatever level you are, he said, eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered the heart of a man, the things God has in store for them. So you, you think you've reached the point, but God has... See, horizons don't stop. When you reach the horizon, there's another... No, 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 you're not getting it. You're not, you know, see, God doesn't stop at the horizon you reached. He has an extended horizon. He has more. And when you reach that, there's more. And when you reach that, there's still more. And that's why we get close to God, because there's more. There's more. There's always more. More glory, more power, more anointing, more outcomes, more, go- more generosity, more blessing, more provision, more help, more love. More. Come on, somebody. You haven't reached it. Don't be satisfied where you are. Don't stop now. Don't quit. Go all the way with God. How high can you go? Stop falling backwards. Let me say that in the nicest way. Y'all stop falling backwards. Stop. If you quit smoking, don't ever pick it up again. When it starts talking to you, you talk to it. I'll never smoke again. Never. Why? Because I love God too much to pick up the mess that I let go of. When you walk out of the relationship and you decide, I'm not going to live with people that I'm not married to. I'm not going to live in sin. Don't go back and live with somebody else. Regardless of what you say, obedience is the bare minimum of what God wants from us. We have to obey God. And when we do. I dated a girl, and we'll talk about this at Soulmate Sunday. And she was a really nice girl. I met her in Bible school. But the first day I dated her, we went to this lake. And a really nice lake. Very pretty lake. And it was beautiful. Oh, the moon was out, full moon. Like a perfect moment. So as couples do, I started kissing on the girl. And the Lord said, you better run like Joseph. That's exactly what I heard. You better run like Joseph. I heard them words in my ear. I'm telling you right now, you better run like Joseph. She was pretty. She was all the things. She played piano and sang. Somebody should have laughed at that in church. That's a good thing for a preacher, man. You got to have a woman that plays and sings. You better run like Joseph. I keep hearing it. You better run like Joseph. I, I, I pushed her aside. I said, listen, I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> I heard God. He speaks to us. Put her in the car. Drove her back to school. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to. No, I'm done. The next day, I picked her up for another date. And every day I knew that wasn't the one. There was a little girl that was in our church who loved God, who had a heart for God, who God had set aside for me. I got within two weeks of marrying that girl. We were engaged, had the parties. I was supposed to meet her in a city in town, and I missed the plane. I was like O.J. Simpson running through the airport. I was, I missed the plane. As I got to the door, they shut it, and they would not open it again. And I missed a huge party. It was a party for us in the city. Something changed that night. It's like God kept me. I, 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 all I'm saying is, is, I know it was me going to Burger King, but still it felt like God had kept me from getting on that plane. <laughs> and God spared my life. But I can tell you, listen, I'm going to tell you this. Even though I wasn't acting godly, I loved God enough. Do do you hear what I'm trying to say? There are people in this room that you're not acting like God wants you to act. But God has spared you over and over and over and over. And then he brings you to a family worship center. And you sit here and the pastor gets up and preaches like this. The next time he might say, okay. Okay, if you're not going to obey me. But thank God I did obey him and I waited on the Lord, got right with God, serving the Lord, and the Lord introduced me to a little girl that's my wife now. And I have a great marriage and a great family. It ain't perfect, but boy, it sure is great. Somebody ought to say amen. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. Folks, I want you just to bow your heads real quick. I don't want to miss this moment. There are people in the room that could be your first time in the room. And people, we're very religious. We don't want anybody to see where we're at. We like to put on the veneer. but God looks through the veneer, he saw David In the woods worshiping. He saw David with a heart after him. And he chose David because David loved him. And Jesus loves you. He loves every single person in this world and he loves you. Really loves you this morning.